You're listening to the American Scalds Nordic Sound Podcast, promoting Nordic music history and culture wherever podcasts can be found. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nordic Sound Today. As always, I am your host, Jameson Foster, and this week we are going to put our Hardanger Fiddling Marathon on hold to go further into a topic that was talked about in my conversation with Alakar, which was put up on the YouTube channel and the podcast last Monday. While talking about their upcoming album Lost Swans and their most recent single Brestesquaya, which is based on a Faroe Island music tradition, I figured this week it would be of value to talk about music from the Faroe Islands. So if you remember from that episode, kvayas are ballads, they tell a story, but in the Faroe Islands they're unique because they are associated with dancing. They are ballads that you dance to. And even more fascinating is that this tradition dates back to at least the 13th century, and is based in the skaldic tradition of telling stories through song and performance. So at least in the context of Nordic music, this is one of the oldest music traditions that we've talked about so far on the podcast yet it's still very much alive and well, as we will see in a bit. And it just so happens that one of the Faroe Islands' most prominent musical acts, the heavy metal band Tyr, recently put out an album where they performed in collaboration with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra. And in this album is a modern take on one of these very kvayas. So, to me, I feel like this is a pretty unique way to bring heavy metal into the Nordic Sound conversation, while also keeping it true to the spirit of the podcast. So Tyr has for a while been a favorite band of mine, and I'm excited to actually be able to talk about it today while, again, keeping it in the context of this podcast. Tyr is one of the most prolific acts from the Faroe Islands. They were formed in 1998 and have since recorded 10 studio albums, with their most recent being The Night at the Nordic House, recorded with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra, which we will be talking about today. It's not just Tyr's imagery, but also their music, which draws heavy inspiration from Nordic tradition. Of course, they have all the subject matter you would assume a Viking-themed heavy metal band would have. You know, a lot of songs about ancient heroes and legendary gods, but also their music draws heavily from the Faroe Island tradition which they grew up with. And this is incredibly apparent in their song Ragnarskvaya, which they performed with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra on their latest album. Beyond the music, however, the event itself is pretty significant for the Faroe Islands. To have one of their most internationally well-known and prolific musical acts, the band Tyr, not just perform with, but record an album with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra, that's a pretty big thing for a place like the Faroe Islands. Again, not many people even know the Faroe Island exists, let alone where they are on a map. The most egregious example I can pull from my own personal experience is, for those of you who aren't familiar, I used to work at a meat and seafood place and we sold salmon from the Faroe Islands. It's one of their biggest exports. And all the time, I would have customers asking me where the Faroe Islands were. And of course, I would always tell them, you know, it's a little bit of a halfway point between Norway and Iceland. But one of my co-workers told someone when they asked that the Faroe Islands were a little ways off from Japan. To which the customer said, oh, okay, that's interesting. Now, of course, I had to step in and say that's nowhere near where the Faroe Islands are, but how readily the person agreed that, oh, okay, they're next to Japan, that really tells a lot about how much people know about the Faroe Islands. So to me, it's in this important context where despite this archipelago's rich cultural heritage and history, but no one knows where they are, that makes it so important for a heavy metal band like Tear with a very uh, dense international audience to be performing with the symphony orchestra as a 
performance of Faroe Island identity and culture, this is a pretty beautiful moment for the Faroe Islands, and that's why I'm excited to share it with you today. So a little bit more background on the band. As I said, they were formed in 1998, and since have recorded nine original albums, with their latest The Tenth with the Symphony Orchestra being just a compilation of existing songs. To get an idea of the sorts of themes that you will find in Tears music, their albums bear names such as How Far to Asgard, Eric the Red, Ragnarok, By the Light of the Northern Star, The Lay of Thrym, Valkyria, and Hell. I am a particular fan of The Lay of Thrym, as it's, a, it's an album that looks at The Lay of Thrym, which is the story of Thor's hammer getting stolen and he has to dress in a wedding dress to get it back. The band interprets The Lay of Thrym as an anti-fascist and anti-authoritarian manifesto, and this album was a response to people accusing them of being neo-Nazis, simply by the fact that they were proud of their Nordic heritage and their album artwork uh, bears many runes. So this particular album, The Lay of Thrym, is their statement against being associated with Nazis, and as a result, many of the songs bear anti-fascist themes. It's a pretty interesting album with a lot of fresh takes on very old mythology. So this is the sort of aesthetic that you can expect whenever you sit down to listen to any music by Tyr. And of course, this shines through when they get to perform this music along with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra. Of this particular performance with the symphony orchestra, vocalist Herr Jonsson says, Working with the symphony orchestra was without a doubt one of the highlights of our careers. The feeling of sheer sophisticated power behind us was extraordinarily uplifting. We were awed by how well the songs worked in a symphonic setting. By the sword in my hand, for example, seems to take on a new life. It is based on a Nordic traditional melody, and the lyrics are about Sigmundr Brestesen, Federwe's Viking chieftain who, on behalf of the King Olaf of Norway, forcibly Christianized the pharaohs. We are very excited to finally release a live DVD, CD, and LP with incredible artwork that excellently captures the epic atmosphere of the event. So you can clearly see that this heavy metal band was excited to perform with an orchestra, and it's not without precedent, the most glaring example being Metallica performing with the San Francisco Orchestra in 1999, and to this day I believe that's one of their best-selling albums. So as I alluded to earlier, the song that we are going to be looking at in particular is Ragnarskvaya, which, for those of you who are familiar with the TV show Vikings, the name will sound pretty familiar, as this is an old ballad about King Ragnar. That is, of course, Ragnar Lothbrok. So before we talk about the music itself, let's listen to a little bit of Ragnarskvaya performed with the Faroe Island Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> I love it. So, for those of you who have been following along with the Norwegian Music History series here on the podcast, you might be able to point out what makes this so important on a cultural level. 
The act of taking a native folk tradition, keeping it in the native language, but playing it in a genre that is more accessible to a wider audience may remind you of what composers such as Edvard Grieg or Olive Bull were doing for Norway, and you wouldn't be wrong to see the parallels. For again, the Faroe Islands are not very well known, and they're always looking for ways to promote their own culture and heritage, and so it's pretty normal to see some parallels between what they're doing today in the 21st century with what Norway had to do through the 19th century. Essentially, what I'm getting at here is Tyr taking their native folk tradition and language and transposing it over an international music genre like heavy metal, and then performing that with the symphony orchestra isn't really that much different from what Edvard Grieg and Ola Bull were doing with their music, taking a native folk tradition, keeping their native language, and putting it into a genre more accessible for an international audience. A very familiar musical narrative. And so friends, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nordic Sound today. I hope you go out and explore the wonderful world of Faroese ring dancing, as it's a truly fascinating confluence of dance, song, and storytelling. And it's even more fascinating to consider this a very alive tradition has been around since the 13th century. So don't forget to check out my website to join the mailing list, take a peek at our Reddit community r slash Nordic Sound, or follow me on social media. So, thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the American Scalds Nordic Sound Podcast. 